0: This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit FilmGeekRadio.com for more great shows. This is Agents of Cast, your source for the best analysis of the ABC television series, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. With your host, Agent Andrew Johnson. If they can bring back Clark Gregg, maybe they can bring back Ed Norton.
1: That'd be weird.
0: Agent Bibbs Bibiani.
1: I got all my ideas from Mr. Belvenere. Come on.
0: Agent Gwen Reyes. Anybody that's not a huge South Sweden fan just really needs to pack up their whole life and move to another continent. And Agent Rod Morrow.
2: I feel like someone just ran into your room and gave you a wedgie and then ran back out.
0: They are the Strategic Homeland Intervention, Enforcement, and Logistics Division Critical Analysis Strike Team, a.k.a. the SHIELDcast. Agents Assemble! This is episode number 24 of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. This is Film Geek Radio's weekly podcast devoted exclusively to discussion of the ABC TV series, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm Agent Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division, Critical Analysis Strike Team. First up, he is the film channel editor at CraveOnline.com and a co-host of the B Movie Podcast and the Blue Movies Podcast, Agent William Bibbs Bibiani.
1: What's up, homes?
0: What's up, Bibs? How's What's life?
1: Up? What's up? What's Yeah! I'm okay.
0: <laughs> I heard you just got finished interviewing a Captain America fan.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, I, we, we record our Blue Movies podcast uh, interviews in advance, and for those who don't know, the Blue Movies podcast is in-depth uh, interviews with porn stars. So I just got finished interviewing Tanya Tate, who's actually like a renowned cosplayer, and, uh, yeah, she showed up in a Captain America the Winter Soldier t-shirt. She was super cool and super geeky. So uh, you guys should check that out when that goes online.
0: All right, next up, he is an all-around comics enthusiast and the founder of the Black Eye Who Tips podcast network, Agent Rod Morrow.
2: Yo, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing?
0: Doing all right. How about yourself?
2: I'm um, great, man. I can't believe there's only one episode left.
0: I know. Unfortunately, uh, Agent Gwen Reyes uh, is not with us again today. She got a new job, apparently uh, working for Hydra pays off. So she is, unfortunately, she's got something going on at this time now every week. Uh, We're hoping to have her back on, if not next week for when we talk about the finale, then probably the week after that for our big kind of season one wrap-up episode. And we'll probably invite some special guests on for that as well. So hopefully she'll be on for that. Uh, but uh, together we are the shield cast We strive to take both an enthusiastic and critical approach to Marvel's Agents of Shield, so there's a little something for everyone. As always, you can email us at shieldcast at filmgeekradio dot com and access all of our, epis- our episodes by subscribing. On iTunes uh, or Stitcher. And if you like us, uh, please leave us a positive review. That really helps us out a lot. If you leave us a really, really positive review, we'll make you an honorary member of the team. We also have a voicemail line at 336 793 2509, so you can call and leave us some feedback there. This show is being recorded live at SpreeCast.com. To receive updates on when we're going to be recording live, just search for Agents of Shieldcast with all of the periods in there at SpreeCast.com and sign up to be alerted for whenever we do a live recording. Uh, you can also follow any of us on Twitter for information on when we'll be recording live, and we will give out those handles at the end of the show. Uh, We've got a couple new honorary members to induct onto the team before we get started. To become an honorary member, all you have to do is leave us a positive re- review on iTunes. Rod, what reviews do we have this week?
2: Uh, we have three from Canada.
0: What? The Canadians listen to us.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, great entertaining podcast, five stars by JP Nurse seventy four. A really great and live podcast doesn't drag or get off track. Just a good discussion of the show. The hosts bring a variety of viewpoints and opinions, which keep discussions lively and entertaining. Show keep up the great work. Keep up the good work. Um, that was from October fourteenth last year. Um, I can't
0: remember oh, if wow. we already if we already read that review or not. It was it was from Canada, so we probably ignored
2: it. Hey. Uh, <laughs> you guys are stock stock oh we did read that one
0: we did read the Birkenstock banshee one i remember that one so maybe maybe we did read those canadian ones so we have any new reviews from from uh canada
2: okay the flame king says amazing podcast five stars this podcast is smart funny and thoroughly entertaining i love the variety of opinions provided by the host this is my favorite podcast and favorite has a, a in it oh, wow. oh that's wow. how
0: you know he's from canada
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: that's official that's that i would have i would have called foul otherwise
2: <laughs> well what's that all about
1: ha. Ha. oh boy ha. yeah they've <laughs> never heard that before rod they've never heard that before in their lives good job i'm
0: sure, I'm sure they never have eh Mm.
1: Oh, God, you guys.
2: <laughs> calm down, guys. Down, you host.
0: We apologize, Canada. We apologize. Oh well, welcome to the team. Uh, what what position should we put Flame King into?
1: Dog killer. I think that
0: <laughs> dog killer. I like it <laughs> for when there's a cute dog that needs killing. Yeah, call, call Flame King. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, thank you very much for, uh, for all your support. We really appreciate it. Uh, let's move on and begin talking about this week's episode. Today we're going to be discussing episode 21 of season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The episode is titled Ragtag. It was written by Jed Whedon and Marissa Tancheroan and directed by David Straton. Agent Rod Morrow, why don't you go ahead and remind our listeners what happened in Ragtag?
2: War's betrayal and Hydra's shocking secrets are revealed as Coulson's team goes undercover on a mission that leaves no one unscathed.
0: Okay, I think this plot synopsis is a perfect example of the the three elements that every Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. plot synopsis has to a certain extent. You've got the word betrayal, uh, you've got shocking secrets... And you've got the implication that people are going to be scathed. (laughs) I like it. I I think that that's definitely the formula to coming up with these things. You have to have at least two of those three elements in every uh, plot synopsis. But, uh, Bibbs, what did you think of this week's episode? no,
1: it's all right. There's stuff I liked in it. There's stuff that was just sort of okay. All the Ward flashback stuff was kind of a letdown. It It felt like it was like, you know... Oh, the important thing is we need to know whether he's going to betray his friends. Like, and I really want to know actually a lot more about his relationship with Hydra and and uh, and Garrett. And yeah, so I was kind of bummed about that. I liked the uh, the old timey gadget stuff. I thought that was very cute. Um, I liked some of the uh, some of the twists. You know, oh, cyber uh, uh, cybertech or whatever it was. They actually have they actually keep paper files. What a novelty! That's kind of like I'm sending you a file transfer, Madge. That was fun. That was fun stuff. Yeah, Garrett being at Deathlock kind of saw that coming, so that's, that's okay too. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Rod, what did you think?
2: Yeah, I thought it was a decent episode. I mean, it's following in the steps of, uh, the other, like, better since the break episodes. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's one of the best episodes since the breaks, but, you know, probably better than the first half of the season. Um, I wish they had shown, um, Deathlock actually killing that drug dealer dude um that would have probably been a really cool code open but um uh in general though i you know i enjoyed it um i thought some of the stuff was cliche um and i i I wish ward's background story would have been a little more interesting and the guy that they got to play young ward did not look like ward at all to me uh i
0: didn't mind most of the flashback stuff i did start to mind it near the end when you had everything with the dog i was like oh come on you got to be kidding me! Really, you're gonna do this stuff with the dog, and it's gonna relate to uh, to what Ward is doing now in the present. I thought that was a little uh, heavy-handed, to say the least. But uh, overall, I thought it was a fine episode. He um, had some twists. He had some turns. I like how uh, Fitz and Simmons were kicked off the plane, though. Of course, we know that they're probably not going to die uh, because. They're in a, they're in a, a nice little uh, safe, and uh, they're together. And I don't think that the show would kill off both of them.
1: No, I mean the whole point of that. The whole point of that was like, you know, the show that uh, Ward wouldn't kill the dog. So when he drops them into the ocean, like he didn't drop them from like eighty thousand feet. He dropped them from like two stories up. They're they're fine. I bet that thing even floats.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and also, okay. So after he does that. They go back and they show another flashback of someone looking through the crosshairs to shoot the dog. And I was trying to figure out, wait, so did, then did Ward change his mind and actually shoot the dog? Or did uh, Garrett shoot the dog after Ward let the dog go? I, what is the fate of the dog is what I want to know because I care more about that dog than I do about some of the characters on this show.
1: Aww. Uh, what was the name of the dog? Barney? Uh, buddy? Whatever, was, the dog was adorable, yeah. I think it was week we can all agree
2: on. Uh, was the one that threw the crosshairs. I was pretty sure that was um that, that was Garrett.
0: Okay, well, see, that would make sense, because uh, if Ward was the one that actually killed the dog, that's when you know Ward cannot be stopped and he is pure evil. <laughs> Anytime a character kills a dog, you know that there's no turning back for that character. They have done the unthinkable. Ward could totally kill and murder Fitz and Simmons and everybody on the team. But if he didn't kill the dog, you know there's hope for him. But once he kills the dog, no, there's no turning back. That's how movies work, and TV. Yep.
1: That's how it worked for Michael Myers. killed the dog, and then we're like, oh, now I can't sympathize with this guy in the Halloween movies.
0: <laughs> That's a good... Yeah, so I thought the flashback stuff was okay until everything with the with the dog. I like the, uh, the Paxton as Deathlock stuff. I like how... Quinn is now trying to sell Deathlock to the military. I agree with you, Rod. It would have been cool to actually see Deathlock assassinate some people. But, yeah, I I felt overall like this was kind of just a a transitional episode. This was setting up the pieces and putting them in place so we'll hopefully have an explosive finale next week.
2: Yeah, I I actually enjoyed, um, in the episode, um, and a little bit, learned a little bit more about her motivation and then how she is kind of let down still by, um, by garrett you know she like when when he's about to die and she's just curiously looking and uh later she reveals a war like i thought this guy would at least shared the same interests as me and he's just a, a guy who doesn't want to die which she's just like, like that's the lamest shit ever
0: yeah i think it's interesting that now reyna seems to be having doubts and i have a feeling that she's gonna probably end up being set up as the big bad for season two well
1: here's my thing with reyna um I never got the impression from any of her previous uh, uh, appearances that she was even a scientist. Right. Like we never saw—we never saw her in a her lab coat. All she ever did, she seemed like the publicist for centipede. You know, and it's like, hey, you got superpowers, you can do superpower stuff with us. See my address. And I'm like, okay, fine, but I never—I never saw her do anything sciencey. So all of a sudden saying so like, no, I'm a super scientist. I've been doing all the super science stuff, and I really care about DNA. I'm like, since when? I don't. You really did a pissy job of that, of setting up who or what she is. You know, I just thought she was like this duplicitous person. Like, that was that was all we had. So, um, yeah. I mean, that, that felt like just like it came out of nowhere.
2: Not. It definitely did seem to come out of nowhere. Um, I just kind of enjoyed her having a separate motivation and being let down. But yeah, I like the the whole the whole thing where she's like. You know, oh, it's my centipede juice that's like keeping you alive. I was like, really? That was you? Um, okay, you know. And when she mixed the d- drug, and she's like, I won't look anymore after this. I was like, uh, you know, I guess I don't. I mean, I'm assuming she did that science work. She's the one who injected him.
0: Speaking of which, what's the deal with Garrett now? Is he some sort of villain from the comics?
1: He's he's a uh, deathlock. I mean, I don't know if he's anything special now. So
0: there are multiple Deathlocks.
1: Well, yeah, there have been multiple Deathlocks.
0: Since that's just the project name, I guess Project Deathlock.
1: There have been multiple Deathlocks in the comics, so it, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um,
0: how do you distinguish between the two of them? Is is it Deathlock One and Deathlock Two? Well,
1: one of them's a black guy, and one of them's Bill Paxton.
0: Okay, but yeah, if you're if you're just having a conversation and you want to refer to Deathlock, which how do you you know let people know which one you're talking about? Do so you just say, oh, it's the Black Deathlock that I'm talking about?
1: That would be a funny conversation to hear on S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, they'd probably refer to them by their real names. Okay. You know, like Garrett and okay. um, what was his name? Mike Peterson. Mike Peterson <laughs> Sojourner. So I think that might be a way to go.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure if maybe they were trying to transform him into uh, into someone from the comics because I know that there were rumors online that he might be uh, what's the, what, Grim Reaper. Is that a character?
1: Yeah, it is a character. And he could They could transform into a bunch of things. It's just that's not – I don't think Garrett is the real name of any supervillains I'm aware of or we'd have been talking about it. Like, oh, he's going to become the Grim Reaper because he's got that name. So if they're going to switch that up a bit. I mean, that's fine. I got no objection. But there's really – there's either no one who fits his description or too many. Oh, he's a superpower guy. He's got some robot stuff in him. There's, there's a few of those. He really could be kind of anything. Like, he could be, he could be Songbird, I, I, for all I know. I don't know.
2: I did notice that he started to look like the extremist people when, yeah. uh, his powers came. Yeah,
1: cause, like, they had that thing, like, oh, the centipede stuff makes people blow up. So I think they're trying to make us think he was gonna go in that direction, but now he's fine. So, you know, he's gonna be all, he's gonna be all villainy. He's mm-hmm. gonna be villainish very, very soon.
0: And did his face, like, get deformed or something? It looked like his face was melting.
2: <laughs> um, I, I think thought that was just, it just better, but all right. I think that's just a 60-year-old man laying on his... um. okay. That was?
0: Never mind. That's just Bill Paxton's face. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: I think that was just his face. Uh, that's called acting, <laughs> Andrew.
0: <laughs> what else did you guys like about this episode?
2: Uh, sweaters are kind of itchy.
1: That was kind of cute. I do...
0: I, I do... Really think that Ward's origin story is pretty boring.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I don't know, it almost reminds me of Lost, where everyone, where they keep setting up, like, oh, how interesting is this going to be? And every once in a while, it really was awesome. And then every once in a while, you find out, like, oh, and then there that time Saeed was a chef. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I feel like we got a Saeed was a chef episode here today. Like, it's not really that interesting. Um, they made it out like it would be interesting. They made it out like this would be like, I don't know like when you say like we're going to reveal Ward's secret backstory with Garrett I think we all had in our minds visions of secret meetings with Hydro or special clandestine operations that they could film and maybe it's just like yeah look we can afford the woods we can afford mm-hmm. to film the woods so come up with something in the all right fine you can have a dog all right well how do we make this work with the woods and a dog like that's that's it like that's all they got um so I don't know how much of this was like a budgetary thing or how much of it was Underestimating what our expectations might be of seeing a ward origin story. Cause I think we all wanted something a little bit more interesting. This is almost, you know what this is? This is, remember when we all complained about the well? And how like lame the well was as a ward flashback? This is kinda like that again, where it's like, ooh, ward flashback. Oh, it's just gonna hang out in the woods with a dog.
0: Yeah, I mean, we did learn that he apparently burned a house down and his brother was inside, and we're not sure if it was intentional or what the deal was. Uh, I believe they did mention that his brother survived, so we know that his brother is still alive somewhere, Mm -hmm. Uh, but other than that, we didn't really learn anything new about him.
1: Or Hydra, or Aerith, or anything.
2: Um, I would have liked to see them show some of that, you know, like what was the impetus that made him leave uh, the military and have to go home and burn the house down with his brother inside? You know, like they they could have shown that rather than tell us that. And I think, you know, it might add something more to the story just to see like why he did it. Cause we still don't know why, what was the trigger for now today is the day of all days of my revenge. Um, You know, and they kind of hint like, did you know your brother was in the house, and he he says no, um, like, we don't even know if it was to kill his brother, so you drove all the way back to burn down a house like that doesn't really make sense and the stuff in the woods, I think I didn't mind so much that um that they were in the woods for his origin story or whatever. It was just that nothing really happened in the woods. He leaves them for six months. You know what I mean like it's it's more like well, okay, Garretts an asshole, but it doesn't, they don't really show like, um, they like, they like, I would have been more impressed if they showed them going on missions together or, you know, an assassination of some, like his first assassination of someone, something like that. But instead, it was just kind of like, this dude left me in the woods for six months and now I trust him with my life.
0: It kind of sounds like what we're saying is. We didn't l- really like the Ward flashbacks, but at the same time, we wanted more from the Ward flashbacks. We, we, we wanted, like, like I'm, I'm wondering, like, okay, if the entire episode had been a giant flashback episode where it was nothing but uh, Ward and Garrett and how that relationship developed and, and, and Hydra and all that, if there was just more screen time for them to flesh that out, would it have worked?
1: Well, here's what I think we're saying. I think we're saying is we wanted to hear to see Ward's backstory, but we wanted it to be good. And that's not what we got. It sounds like at best, we got like one piece of what could be a really cool puzzle, but we got like a lame piece. We got like a picture of like the sky when what we really wanted was like the face of whoever, like we were, we were, we were making a puzzle. I'm not going to, I'm going to ignore the puzzle metaphor. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, no, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's just like we wanted something cool. We wanted something interesting, hopefully new information to be parceled out. I mean, even the whole, like, Sky thing, it's like, oh, yeah, Sky was a baby and they were breaking things and her parents were monsters. I'm like, elaborate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's another lost thing. You introduce something cool and then you show us the lamest part of it. And you think it's being clever because you're defying expectation, but what you're really doing is not giving us what we want.
2: Right. And the other thing, too, is, like, um, I feel like they could have shown more of a story with the amount of time that his story was on screen. So, like, if they want to cover the, hey, you left me for six months and, you know, maybe do another scene in a different place where they're showing him learning how. Because, like, they show Garrett pull out a gun and then he shoots, like, some coffee cans. And then it's like, I'm going to teach you how to shoot. Here's a gun. It's like you know maybe show that you know show him learning to shoot or something like i don't feel like i watched him learn any skills i just watched him talk about the skills that he learned and they could have taken that screen and maybe showed him actually raiding cabins learning to create a fire in the woods uh learning you know like you know almost like an origin montage of you know his super agent superpowers. that you know i just he went to the woods and now he has them i guess that's what i'm supposed to learn
0: I mean, apparently that is the key to becoming a secret agent, is if you can just survive out in the woods and steal some stuff, you're perfect for Hydra. And shield. <laughs> and shield. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, hey, guys, I actually just found out, unfortunately I got a bit of a work emergency. I got to cop out. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm really, right. really, really, really sorry about it, guys, uh, about that, guys. But I'll be, back, uh, I'll be back next week, and I'll make sure it's not a thing. All right. Well, well,
0: real quick, where can people find more of your work?
1: Crave Online. Check me out at Crave Online's film channel. Uh, subscribe to the B-Movies podcast. And uh, the Blue Movies podcast is currently a Crave Online. It'll be up on iTunes soon. And you can find me on Twitter at William Bibiani. So check it out. Thank you. Sorry about that. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. blech this week. That's all I'll say. <laughs> all right. You guys take care.
0: See you, bitch. Right. So what else do you want to talk about regarding this episode, Rod? Anything else that really. Uh... let
2: talk, talk about what I like now that he's out of here. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, I actually um, enjoyed And I know this has been a big bond of contention. I enjoy Bill Paxton, man, a lot. Like I, I I every time he's on screen, I'm laughing a lot because enough up so much. I even enjoyed the fake hairpiece, um Bill Paxton flashbacks, um but not, not like not so much the war character, but just Paxton doing the most nonsensical shit, you know, when he convinces him to join uh, uh join up with Shield, but he's already put to the prison and he has people coming to break him out no matter what. Um, the part where he pulls the gun out points it at points it at his chest. He's like, I lied about the tacos. You're like, like this, like it just seems pointless. The amount of, uh, subterfuge here. Uh, there's a moment where he tells them, don't trust anybody, especially me. It's like, this seems to go against everything that you want this guy to do right now. Cause he's, you basically want to follow him in your footsteps. Um, so I, I, I enjoyed all of that stuff. His, uh, his fake heart attack things. um, and especially his, when he gets the drug and spits all over the place. Just, just there was still spit on his shirt when they cut back at the end to show his face. Um, so he just totally buys into this over-the-top uh, corny bullshit, and I love it.
0: Yeah, suddenly he's under the impression that compassion of any sort is weakness. <laughs> And I'm kind of like, wait, 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 Ward. Okay, so uh, when you were uh, trying to save your little brother from your older brother or whatever, was that weakness, that compassion? Like, come on. You got to elaborate on this a little bit. Yeah.
2: And they don't kill, yeah, especially when he doesn't kill the dog, um, doesn't kill Fitz and Simmons.
0: Well, okay, but does, does he think that he has killed them, though? Or does he just think, oh, I've kicked them off the plane?
2: See, that's the thing, because um, I, I guess they do raise an interesting question. Is that as close as he could get to killing them since they locked themselves in that box? You know, because they did seem afraid to go out of that plane. Yeah. <laughs> so um, maybe he's thinking he was killing them. Maybe we'll never. I guess we won't know till next week.
0: I got to be honest. I was kind of getting excited that I, I was thinking, oh, my God, he's going to open the hatch and they're both going to fall you know, 20,000 feet to their deaths. That's what I was thinking. And then when it just, uh, when it's just like, oh, no, the room is just going to go slide into the ocean. I was kind of like, oh, I was a little bit let down. For a second, I was like, oh, man, this show is about to go a place I did not expect and kill off both Fitz and Simmons. But then, no.
2: For a moment, I thought I had this, like, really morbid thought, like, you know, because I'm assuming they're alive and they'll be found because, you know, Fitz has the uh, quarter talkie slash locator. Um, Still on them, but um, for a while I was thinking, how morbid would it be if the finale was them off everyone on the show except for Coulson, and then you know Coulson just comes back in Avengers two, and 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 his whole team's dead. There's no Agents of Shield show next year. Any?
0: (laughs) That'd be crazy. No, uh, here's here's my prediction for next week, Rod. Mm -hmm. I predict that now that Fitz and Simmons are in this uh, giant safe, either floating in the ocean or at the bottom of the ocean. They have a lot of time to talk about their relationship. I have a feeling uh, Fitz and Simmons are going to realize their love for each other. There's going to be a really romantic moment, and then one of them is going to die. That is my prediction.
2: Oh, that would be interesting, man. Um, we really haven't seen them kill off any major characters uh season, so... Um, It would be, you know, we didn't ask to just pull the trigger on that, so to speak, um, and and just kill the character.
0: I think everyone's going to be all happy, like, oh, Fitz and Simmons are finally about to get together, and then either one of them's going to die or Simmons is going to turn out to be Hydra after all.
2: Mm, Interesting plot twist, man. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't even know how they get out of the situation in the barbershop where they find the secret Hydra computer and then— and, like, six super soldiers show up. A guy pulls out the the rod from uh, the, the well episode. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do to live through this. Like, uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe May can get her hand on that rod and use the rage to beat up six super soldiers because they're toast, man.
0: Did he have the rod? I didn't see the rod. I thought it was just, like, a big old glowing machete.
2: Oh, um, wasn't that – I don't know. I, I thought that staff was from earlier in the season.
0: Oh, maybe it was the staff. I'm not sure. Yeah,
2: one of the. Those artifacts that they, uh, cause when he touched it, it glowed the same way that that, that staff glowed that they, uh, used to, um, to, to beat up, uh, all those people that may use to beat up all those people in that church. Right. Yeah. I I don't know. I was, I'm assuming she's going to have to get a hold of that staff because there's six super soldiers. And I remember the episode with the super soldiers and they got their ass whooped by those super soldiers. (laughs) So, um, I, I want to see how they get out of that. Um, uh, I did enjoy um, Raina mentioning the 084 status of, of, uh, of Sky and saying that she wants to see if they kind of have the same thing going on. And it makes me wonder if they're going to introduce mutants in some shape or form or fashion to the show with the whole idea of quote unquote monsters, um, you know, being the, you know, being the operative word.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. That would be really interesting. Uh, what did you think of the heist scene? And how they kind of had to go undercover into uh, Cybertech or whatever the name of the, the corporation mm-hmm. is and steal that giant file cabinet. I thought that was pretty cool.
2: Very fun. Very fun scene. I like the comedy beats. Uh, Agent May doesn't look a day over 30. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that was funny. Uh, the sweater itching thing. Um, you, you were sending out a file. Like, I, I thought all that was really cute and funny and Probably my most entertaining part of this episode was um, was that stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah, I thought that worked pretty well. I liked everything with them having to like, uh, God, I'm so brain dead today. You know, swing out the window. What's the word I'm looking for, Rod? Repel. They throw out the ropes. Thank you. <laughs> yes, when they repel out the window, um, and they yeah, they just slide on down uh, to the truck. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I also liked how uh, Coulson had some line about, like, uh, we're going to get the file to you right now or something. And then he just, like, drops the whole file cabinet. I thought yes. that, was, uh, that was a pretty pretty nice moment. Michael T. Ford in the, uh, in the chat room says, what about Coulson geeking out over the Howling Commandos? See, I don't even know who they are because I'm not a comics person. But I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool.
2: Well, have you seen Captain America 1?
0: Yeah, is, or the Howling Commandos just his team, his buddies.
2: Yeah, that was his okay. team in the in the group. Derek Luke is the character um, who uh, is the actor who played uh, Triplets' grand, like great grandfather, whatever. So, oh,
0: okay, okay. yes.
2: Yeah, so, so um, it like I enjoyed. That's what I was gonna say. I enjoyed the caper aspect of them putting the pieces together. Although it felt really easy after a second when they're like. When he draws a diagram, he's just like, Cybertech it did this, 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 and this. And they're like, oh, and that means they're putting together Super Formula for Secret Weapons. And like, you know, where they just kind of put it all together so quick in the first two minutes. And I was like, I guess that makes sense. But I had not even been thinking about that. Yeah. I, w- I would yeah. not guess that in a million ge- If you gave me a million guesses, I would have never been like, Cybertech is, you know, how they can track all these people down. So, uh, but that was very good. The um, Colson geeking out was so fun because in the movies, he's a huge geek. All this patriotic secret service type of stuff, you know. Um, and they've been playing that since he, you know, asked Captain America, look at his Captain America cards. So uh, seeing him go, oh, a Hypno Ray, you know, was, was really cool. Um,
0: Speaking of that cool gear. Do you think that's how Fitz and Simmons are going to get out of their situation? He's going to be like, oh, I have this laser. I can just burn through this place.
2: Well, I know they gave the la- the cigarette one of the cigarette lasers. I don't know how many cigarette lasers they have, actually. So maybe that's one way. What I, I was thinking is he has that quarter. And when Triplet gave him the quarter, he said, I'll have one and you have one. He says that um, the... Quarter operates as a walkie-talkie and a tracking device, so I'm assuming they'll just find them in the ocean. Okay. Okay. Uh, I remember what I was going to say earlier. Angry fits. and when he uses the EMP on uh, the 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 bus and causes um, Agent Garrett to ha- have a uh, this you know this meltdown and almost die or whatever, and when he that was cool. Yeah, he's basically telling him like. I- I want you to die, um, and he's telling Ward like now you can stop listening to him. Join us again. Like I actually enjoyed that because it's, to me it's better than sad fits. Um, I love angry fits, and uh, that was a cool moment for the character.
0: I want to see Fitz become more like Ward in the sense that I want to see him be fueled by all of this anger to like learn the hand-to-hand combat, learn all the skills he needs. To become like an amazing field agent, and then plus the fact he's a genius, he would be unstoppable. He'd be like the the coolest character, I think.
2: You know, if your prediction of like one of them dying came true, that would be cool to see. Uh, first of all, I don't. For the record, I don't want either one of them to die. They're probably my favorite characters on the show. But um, if one of them died, and like if, if Simmons died, and then Fitz became like almost a quote unquote avenger of Simmons, that would be cool.
0: Now yeah, that would be cool. If Simmons gets killed and then suddenly in the season 2 premiere, Fitz has like a beard. He looks <laughs> terrible. It's like it's like a year later and he's done nothing but like train and plan how to avenge Simmons's death. That would be that'd be pretty cool.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that moment when he pulls out the joy buzzer though is so um it's so, like it's so comic book corny. Cause it's like, what does he got there? He's like, oh, it's just one of those joke buzzer things. And he's like, well, you, me, I'm always joking around. Looks like the joke you it was like that was kind of, <laughs> it's kind of over. That
0: there. was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when when people do like really crazy things and then make really corny jokes about it. Yeah. That shows that they are confident. They're like, I am so confident. I don't care if this is a good joke or not. I'm going (laughs) to say it because I'm the man.
2: Um, And uh, we did did, – they told us some stuff before about Garrett. But, um, you know, Garrett's backstory of being injured and trying to be like the Hydra team – I mean the Shield team player and then going, fuck it, I'm joining Hydra. um, He did earlier say that he's not really a loyalist, more of an opportunist. So, you know, they're, they're sticking to, to that backstory. But, you know, I will say this episode, more than, than any in recent memory, I feel like all of this stuff would have been way cooler to show, especially if we're kind of getting our first flashbacks of the city. If you're going to do flashbacks, show me the flashback of an injured um, Garrett you know like having this this existential crisis about dedicating his life to a a a shield that doesn't care about him show me him duct taping his guts you know like show like show me this this stuff because you know it to me it would have made the episode so much better than just going so you tried to burn the house down show me him burning down the house you know you don't have to it can't be that fucking expensive to have a set where he just shows up and tries to burn down a house and then gets caught by the police, you know?
0: Well, see, well, again, I'm wondering how much of that is just due to the fact that the first season has been structured so awkwardly. Mm-hmm. And they ha- they've had they had so many breaks and they had to kind of work around Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I'm wondering if they realized, okay, you know, middle in the middle of their production cycle, they, they, they might have just gone, all right, Well, we have to take a break until Captain America Winter Soldier. Then when we come back, we're going to have seven episodes or whatever. And we have to get from here to here in only seven episodes. So what can we just get away with telling as opposed to showing? And I feel like this episode, you can definitely tell you're right, that they decided that there were certain things that – that were not a top priority that they're just like all right we just have to reveal this information get it out there so we can get these pieces in place for the finale and finish finish this journey that we've started
2: yeah they've been showing us so much lately though so i guess i got spoiled um because you know the last few episodes it it hasn't just been oh they're gonna break into the vault it's let's show them breaking into the vault yeah so i was kind of i guess a little let down in that way but uh you know
0: See, th- this is why I don't watch the, the little previews <laughs> after the episode. I'm like, no, don't want to spoil it. Yeah. I mean, I already know Nick Fury is probably going to show up next week because I think Samuel L. Jackson has said that he filmed something. So we'll see what role he plays in the finale. That'll be interesting.
2: Well, I mean, I didn't get that from the preview. I just mean like like, like uh, the last few episodes when they would say like um, – like instead of saying – off, okay, like for example – Instead of, like, uh, Patton Oswalt walking in and going, hey, did you know our other facility, the vault, got broken into? I mean, the fridge got broken into? Instead of saying that, they just show uh, Garrett and Ward and the crew, like, raiding the fridge and, like, breaking out. Oh, right, yeah. I got a little spoiled by that because they were actually showing it on camera, and this Someone felt more like, did you know Deathlock knocked the dude's head straight off? And I'm like, that would have been so cool to see. <laughs> We're not gonna see that.
0: They can't show that at eight o'clock. <laughs> well no way. Actually, wait, that might not be true. Does Sleepy Hollow come on at eight? Because there have definitely been some decapitations <laughs> on Sleepy Hollow.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: so maybe they could show Deathlock punching someone's head off. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Alright, anything else you want to talk about or do you want to move on to questions?
2: Uh, let's move the questions man uh let's see what we got all right
0: if you're in the chat if you're in the chat room and you have any questions for us go ahead and and, and send them to us what have we got rod
2: we got one from michael t ford he says did anyone get a sense that arena and sky are linked in-? i did not you did because she said basically that um she what's up with sky so she can see what's up for herself when um deathlock questioned her about her motivation and then when ward basically said uh what like you know this stuff about Sky's background? Like why why are you so interested in this? I I don't know. I feel like she thinks the secret whatever Sky the secret to unlocking Sky's powers are is gonna help with her own.
0: I guess so. I can I can see that. And I mean we know, Reina apparently has some powers of persuasion, but they've never really clarified what exactly they are or how they work or and how powerful they are. So I I wouldn't be surprised if we get some more of that in the finale, and we and we suddenly get a bigger picture of what Reina's capabilities are and what her ultimate motivations are. Because apparently, I mean, she moved up the ranks pretty quickly, and uh, she she's got to have some sort of goal. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's it 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 was to please the clairvoyant, but now that she knows. The clairvoyant is just Garrett, and she's kind of disappointed by that. Maybe she's going to decide to uh, kind of take over herself and kind of do her own thing.
2: Plus, how does she get Sky's DNA from when, you know, when she was a baby to know that stuff about her? That was weird. Um, Mr. Bond writes, do you think they will wrap everything up next week, or will there be a cliffhanger?
0: Oh, there's, I mean, there's going to be a cliffhanger of some sort, definitely. They're not going to wrap up every single plot line. They've got to leave some sort of crazy cliffhanger, so we'll come back for season two. I imagine probably someone's going to die, or Colson's going to start to go crazy now because that's what we learned last week. Apparently, if once you know you've been brought back from the dead, you start to go crazy. or uh, you know, something is going to happen with Garrett, or I, I mean, there, there's going to be some sort of cliffhanger. We, we might see uh, Sky's powers. Mm-hmm. And then they'll just kind of leave us hanging with that, wondering well, what's going to happen with those powers. So uh, I, mean, I definitely think there's, there's going to be some cliffhangers.
2: Or could uh, Nick Fury after the credits teaser type cliffhanger? You know, if he, he's going to be in it, so maybe we'll get a after the credits. Here's a even more mind blowing, you know, revelation about Coulson or you know the about the Shield and the Shield is actually still around. It's a shadow. Like, you know, I think we'll get something because there's always a cliffhanger. And if they want to, you know, continue this series, which they probably do with all the money they're putting into these Marvel movies, then we got to get a cliffhanger so we can have a season two.
0: I think he's going to show up after the credits and recruit Sky to be one of the Avengers. And be like, <laughs> You have powers. Join the team.
2: Yeah. You're as big a name as Downey uh, <laughs> Evans. Yep. <laughs> All right,
0: Chloe Bennett, it's time for Avengers 2.
2: <laughs> we do need another lady.
0: How do you think people would feel if that actually happened? How do you think people would feel if a character from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. suddenly got promoted into the Avengers 2 in like a major way?
2: Um, I think people would go back and start watching the show, but uh, I think that would be a bit of a betrayal to the audience, you know, especially since none of these people are kind of proven actor, movie actors, so it will be a huge leap of faith on uh, Marvel Studios' part. Me, personally, I think it just leaves the door open for way too much disappointment, because now if you do use this person, I don't want you to, um, like, give them a cheap like they did with Agent Sitwell, which, you know, good part for Agent Sitwell and all, but if that was, like, Chloe Bennett getting, like, thrown out of a plane or something, I'd just be like, Really? (laughs) <laughs> 22 episodes for this shit so i don't know man be careful what you wish for all
0: right what else do we have
2: uh, uh michael t4 says do you think reina goes good If so would you be happy
0: uh she might go good but i don't think she's gonna go good anytime soon i think she's actually gonna reveal herself to be more evil than we originally uh thought yeah and i think sh- i think she's probably gonna be a big bad later on for a while
2: yeah i'd be more surprised if, if reyna went trustworthy she just seems the least trustworthy person and now, uh, even even with bill paxton on the show i trust him more than i trust her as a character because he's so open about his like you can't trust me i'm i'm crazy you know like uh, with her she's just so like she's got this guidance counselor vibe to her that is almost scarier than um than bill paxton and, like, there was a period of time where I thought she was going to just rip the centipede juice right out of him and go, yeah, you're going to die now. I don't give a fuck. You know, like, I just don't <laughs> trust her. So I, I, I don't know that I, I, I can't. I wouldn't expect her to be good. But if she did go good, I would only just be filled with misgivings and mistrust about the whole situation. Um, next question. Uh, Mike says, I read somewhere that S.H.I.E.L.D. gets performed as Secret Avengers would you be cool with the show taking that change in direction um uh, in the comic books is really cool um but and maybe that's what they i would say this looking at the movies I can totally see them going that direction with uh Maria hill working for start now um uh i you know the the government obviously looking to um, um you know have like a new superpower to protect them which which is very funny Quinn's logic on that it's a deathlock that we made killed this guy, so the government needs to be scared because they no longer have Shield, which was actually Hydra all along. So trust me, like it's just such a weird like mental leap for the government to make to buy a thousand of these fucking deathlocks. But okay, um, I, I think that um, they in the movies they could make a great case for Stark being the head of the uh, new um, you know Shield initiative. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and and that character and all the flaws in that character would make for some interesting, compelling drama on the screen uh, because Tony Stark is not necessarily the best leader in the comic books when he takes over anyway.
0: That's true. Do you have any uh, big hopes for the finale, Rod? Anything you really want to see happen?
2: Uh, you know what would be cool, man, if somehow Clark Gregg or somebody, I don't know, freed Mike Peterson's son and Mike Peterson could finally like like become a good guy kind of. Like I would like for Mike Peterson to use his awkward terrible aiming rocket launchers <laughs> for the power of good for once, you know?
0: Like maybe he's aiming at Coulson and he accidentally hits Gary. Right.
2: <laughs> like he <laughs> makes the roof cave in, total comic book cliche, but um yeah, like I would like to see some like some kind of major shake up you know, like that or, you know, uh, th- th- that that would be my biggest hope is something because I can't think of a good way for them out of this situation. So maybe that.
0: You know what? Uh, going off that line of thought, Rod, I think they should just totally revamp the show. Kill off Colson, Sky, Fitz, Simmons, Ward, Garrett, but redeem Deathlock. Then season two should just be Nick Fury, Triplet, and uh, Mike Peterson <laughs> on the plane in uh, Marvel's Agents of Soul Plane. What do you think?
2: <laughs> yeah. This is the black-only edition and shit. Uh, yes. Bring back yes. Uh, Agent Amador. Um, yes. Um, man. Uh, yeah, that would be pretty funny, man. They 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 do need to do something, man. I um, also noticed uh, – what's the guy's name? Uh, the guy who's Oliver's father-in-law – stepfather or something in a in uh, arrow he was in oh in- yeah
0: yeah yeah
2: <laughs> i was like that guy's still around hey way to get a check buddy so uh, i <laughs> rooting for that dude but uh yeah that's about it for me man i don't see any huge revelations coming so uh well i mean i can't predict them is a good thing for the show by the way i don't know what's gonna happen next and i do want to say that's the good thing for the show because I-, I feel like uh i've been ahead of the-, the curve on a lot of the stuff they've done with the show so far, and this is the first time where I'm kind of in the dark.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, it, it's definitely going to be interesting. I think we're definitely going to see some big twists next week. I think some big events are probably going to happen. I think they're going to wrap up certain storylines and, and definitely leaves some open and open some new mysteries for us to figure out in Season 2. But uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the finale, and then we're going to have one more episode after that to just kind of look back at the whole season and, and give some overall wrap-up thoughts on how the first season of agents of shield has gone down but uh that'll wrap it up for this episode of the agents of shield cast write in and let us know what you thought of a uh, ragtag you can email us at shieldcast at or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com you can also leave us a voicemail through the website or by calling three three six seven nine three two five zero nine. Be sure to subscribe to us through iTunes and Stitcher, and if you like the Shieldcast, please write us a review. That really helps us out a lot, and if you really like us and you'd like to financially support us, just go to FilmGeekRadio.com and click the Donate button. Uh, that money really helps us out a lot and goes towards helping us pay for hosting and bandwidth and all the other costs that come with producing the show. Uh, you can also use our Affiliates page to visit some of our partners, including Amazon, and anything you purchase from our Affiliates, if you use our website to get there, we will Get a small percentage of whatever you spend. So uh, you can go ahead and uh, buy Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Amazon Instant Video or pre order the Season 1 uh, Blu ray pack, and uh, that'll help us out at the same time. Uh, and as always, be sure to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including Cinema Fix. Uh, we're also going to be doing uh, some sort of new show this summer. I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, I'm going to have time to produce a new podcast about a TV show. We're trying to figure out what. Show we would focus on though this summer. So if there's anything coming out this summer that's premiering around June, uh, either a, a show that's been on for a season or two, or a completely new show that looks really interesting that you might like us to cover, uh, write in and let us know what we should what we should uh, talk about this summer. That'll be a bi- that'd be a big help. Rod, where can people find more of your work?
2: Uh, as far as me, you can find me at the Blackout Tips podcast, the Blackout Tips dot com uh just search the black God tips on itunes stitcher podomatic uh we'll come up and uh, check it out It's is a show i do with my wife five times a week the motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny and we uh talk about a bunch of uh ridiculous humor and, and crazy stuff um you can also find the line uh rodimus prime on twitter and at rod live tweets for live tweeting those right now I'm live tweeting 24 live another day so uh, you guys can uh, follow me there and we can have some, some good laughs watching some TV together uh, thanks Andrew uh,
0: and let's see I also occasionally write about film over at moviemezzanine.com and you know I'm, I'm always working and doing stuff so for links to, to, the, to my articles and stuff just follow me on Twitter at writer Andrew, and I hope that you do so so we can keep talking about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That'll wrap it up for this episode Agents Disassemble. This, this has been a
1: Film Geek Radio production.
2: Film Geek Radio! Yeah!